You know, people send me all sorts of things to make me laugh, which is a great thing. A few days ago, a friend of mine sent me pictures of some evangelical church signs. Okay, I've seen them several times before, but before I couldn't, I couldn't help myself, before I left the office, I couldn't help myself uh, to look at them once again. Some are just plain stupid. Others are funny. Some made me think, and others were both funny and made me think. Those are the ones I liked the most. For example, in response to the cheesy saying, God is my co-pilot, one of the signs wisely reads, if God is your co-pilot, swap seats. Another sign says, forgive your enemies, it messes with their heads. Okay, that's not exactly what Jesus had in mind, but okay. And another said, honk if you love Jesus, text while driving if you want to meet Jesus. It's a pretty good public service announcement, right? Both of our first reading in our gospel today compelled me to share those signs and ponder what sort of signs would describe our lives. In the book of Numbers, the Lord commanded Moses to gather 70 elders into the meeting tent for a blessing of the Holy Spirit. Sounds like an Old Testament confirmation mass. But Eldad and Medad, although on the list for the blessing, nevertheless, missed the meeting. Now, I kind of want to know why. How could you miss that meeting? The text doesn't say why. Can't imagine how embarrassing that would have been. From our own experiences, we can only guess. Our modern excuses about tardiness and absence before God come to mind. Someone got sick. We couldn't uh, get there on time because we lost track of time. My alarm didn't go off. I got caught up in work or in traffic. We had a soccer game that seemed to be more important that morning. Got the times wrong, lost the car keys, and so on. I know that sick feeling all too well, incidentally. Last fall, I missed the 5.30 evening mass entirely, and Father Diorio had to step in. In my defense, I was visiting someone in the hospital and lost track of time, which to me, anyway, is a phenomenal excuse. At least I wasn't at a bar or something, right? Despite the excuses, the Holy Spirit came to rest on Eldad and Medad outside the tent anyway, just like he often favors us and gives us mercy even with our carelessness. And interestingly, Joshua, an extreme rule follower, needs to calm down in my opinion. I see him with a clipboard and an attendance sheet with a pencil behind his ear as he questions Moses about the inclusion of Eldad and Medad because they weren't with us in the meeting tent. But God chooses to bless whom he chooses no matter where they are or who they are. I imagine Moses rolling his eyes as he responds, Are you kidding me, Joshua? Would that all people of the Lord were prophets! Would that the Lord might bestow his spirit on them all. We discover a similar sentiment in our gospel today as well. It begins with John sharing with Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him because he doesn't follow us. John, are you kidding me? Jesus replies, Do not prevent him. There is no one who performs a mighty deed in my name who at the same time can speak speak ill of me. For whoever is not against us is for us. Powerful words from Jesus. There is an urgency in the Lord's words. Salvation of souls is at stake. Let's not worry about resumes and credentials for the time being. 
In the last couple of decades, Catholics have heard more and more about the task of evangelization, probably since the early church, and for specifically our role in it. Since we have over a billion Catholics out there, perhaps in the past we had felt or understood, didn't feel or understand the urgency of spreading the good news that is splashed throughout the Gospels. That work happened in the good old days, we say to ourselves. And just like Eldad and Medad, many Catholics have a million reasons why they're exempt. Perhaps we think we're too busy or it's inconvenient. Maybe we don't like public speaking. Maybe we haven't learned enough about our faith. Maybe we've deluded ourselves into thinking it's somebody else's responsibility. Moses didn't think so. Would that all the people of the Lord were prophets. Would that the Lord might bestow his spirit on them all. And today, would that all of us share our faith in Jesus with the people of of God in our lives. Because in reality, we are all baptized And that means that we are baptized into the prophetic ministry of Jesus Christ, making it not an option, but our duty. Just the other day I was exercising in the middle of 75 push-ups. I thought to myself, what would happen if we were all evangelists like we're supposed to be? What would happen if we were all missionaries and prophets as we are called to be? Think of all the ways we could share the good news with people around us as the missionary disciples that Christ calls us to be. Who can we invite to church on Sunday morning with us? Let's be specific. Who can we reach out to and give a helping hand in a time of desperate need? Who can we pray for and with because they're in a trying time? Because when it gets down to it, how did any of us begin our relationship with Jesus? Every one of us was invited. Someone in your life, your parents, a grandparent, a friend, a co-worker invited you. That's how God works, through you and I. The opportunities are exciting if we simply find the courage and take the time to act. If we all did one good thing this week specifically to further the kingdom, what a gift that would be for Jesus and for our fractured world. What a gift to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ if the best church billboard in our community was you by your example of your life. If your life was a billboard, what would it include based on how you use your time? It's a good thing to examine because we all say something by our lives. No one is exempt from a message. Does it say something good? peaceful, joyful, and hopeful? Or does your billboard of life speak of worldly distractions, pessimism, and sinful patterns? I hope and pray that my life points to Jesus not only because I'm a priest and I celebrate sacraments, but because of how I live my life. So I have to examine what what it actually looks like. What does your billboard say and profess? Does it include evidence of your discipleship and the reason for your hope? And does it call others to that same joy and mystery of faith?